Hey guys, it's Meg. What's up? What's poppin'? Welcome back to the podcast. We live in a time where we are expected to work, work hard, take us breaks, and give it our all. But how did we get here and how toxic is this mentality? Because you know, we're that thick in culture. It's it's the same in a lot of places. It's also different in a lot of places. You know what ties into worth that thick in culture? Also, the self-care, which we're going to talk about self-care in this episode too. That's not part of my notes. But going back to work, you know, we're all kind of programmed going all the way back to when we were in school that we have to be good and do good and try our best and this and that. And like, I get it. When I'm not working, I feel guilty. Like, I feel like if I keep busy, it keeps me out of trouble. But it's like, why do we think this way? But going back to school, you know, did you ever have those like red, yellow, green cards? Some of my like classrooms did that where it was like they were behavior charts. And like you always wanted to be green. And if you got moved to the yellow, it was like, ooh. But if you got into the red, damn, you better be sprinting like a truck star out of that classroom at the end of the day because your teacher is calling your parents. And it's like, why do we put so much pressure on kids to like work hard and do their best? Like we're not letting kids be kids these days. Especially like, I don't think a lot of places do this, but I know here in Massachusetts, there's a program in school called the Gifted Program which is meant for the smarter kids. Like they're the kids who like get more work in the same amount of time. I was technically recommended for the gifted program, but they told me I wasn't emotionally ready. What the heck does that even mean? Not emotionally ready. I still want to know what that means because that just blows my mind. They literally said, yeah, you're smart, but you're not emotionally ready for this. Like what? I'm sorry that I'm overly emotional, Jesus. But going back to work ethic, it's crazy. Even if you like get like pay time off, Like, a lot of companies will, like, fight you sometimes to use it. And it's like, then why do you even give it to the people if you're not going to let them use it? Luckily, here in Massachusetts, you're allowed to carry over 40 hours of PTO every year in most cases. But still, like, it's weird taking time off. Like, I have so much PTO saved up at my job, and I still haven't taken any of it. And they keep yelling at me to take it. They're like, you need to take hours. You need to take hours. And I'm like, oh, it's just, it's, like, weird not working. Like, I always got to be busy. Like, even on my days off, I'm, like, recording the podcast. I'm making TikToks. I'm making Instagram posts, which... That was disgusting to say. Hey, what's up? It's Editing Meg. So just in case I was talking too fast or wasn't cleared, PTO is just paid time off, which I looked into other countries and I found an article from businessinsider.com from May 1st, 2013. So you know, it's a little outdated, but it said that Austria has 42 mandatory paid vacation days Brazil and France have 30 mandatory paid vacation days, and the U.S. has zero. Can you imagine living in a country where you are required to take time off? That is wild. That blows my mind. But you know what I mean? I'm always doing something. I feel guilty resting. But yet, on the other hand, there's this whole self-care movement that's going around that's like, oh, you need to take care of yourself, make sure your mental health is important, which that can be toxic too. Let's talk about that real quick. Self-care culture can also be toxic because not everybody can have that lifestyle or wants that lifestyle like not everybody has access to healthier foods or a bathtub to take a nice bath with like a bath bomb and bubbles and a face mask and a hair mask like we all don't have that luxury at times and it's like you kind of feel guilty not doing self-care and like taking care of yourself but then you feel guilty for working too hard you know there's a lot of guilt happening here it's hard trying to finding the balance between working and resting, especially, oh my God, let me tell you something real quick. Graduating college, this is the number one thing they do not tell you about, right? So when you're in college, you're always working. Sometimes you're working for like money, like outside the classroom, you know, like a job. And then you're always working for your homework and your classwork and stuff like that, right? So you're always busy. Like I know when I was in college, I worked 
like a retail job. And I would do my homework, go to work or do my homework at work. Like I was always working. I was always go, 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 go. I graduated. There was no more homework. There was no more assignments. There was no more tests. There was no more quizzes. I didn't know what to do with myself. I still don't know what to do with myself. So it's February, right? I graduated last May and I am still so confused of what to do in my free time. Like it's weird. They don't tell you how much free time you have when you graduate. Like when you only have to work and like focus on being an artist or a creator and you don't have to do school on top of that, there's so much free time. It is weird. I don't like it. Like it's a weird thing to adjust to. But I got curious and I started like searching worth ethics and like cultures, not just here in the U.S., but like everywhere because that's where I got some of the other facts from. What blows my mind is in Japan, they literally work themselves to death. Like their work culture and ethic is so strong that they literally will work themselves to death. And like there's, I think, is it Japan? There's another country where like if you fall asleep at work, it's considered a good thing that you're working too hard. If I fell asleep at my job here in Massachusetts, I would get fired. I would get sent home. They'd be like, goodbye. You can leave for your shift. Like, what? Imagine getting rewarded for falling asleep at work. Edding Meg's going to come in here with that fact because I know it's a thing. I just can't remember where it's a thing. According to openaccessgovernment.com, which, yes, that's a real website apparently, an article from February 18, 2019 did confirm that it is Japan that sleeping on the job is known as a thing and it's more of a sign of hard work and I'm definitely gonna butcher this and I'm so sorry but it's known as Inumuri. Mm, that did not feel right coming out of my mouth but that is I-N-E-M-U-R-I. Yeah right isn't that crazy? I decided to google the definition of work ethic and they, they use really big words here. I don't think I'm gonna pronounce them right but it says that it's the principle that hard work is something virtuous or worthy of reward. I couldn't read my own handwriting. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what that word says. And even if I did know what that word said, I probably wouldn't be able to pronounce it right or know the definition of that. Okay, so I re-looked up the definition of work ethic and how to pronounce one of the words, which literally it's pronounced the way it's spelled. So I don't know why I'm having such a difficult time with it. But the definition is... The principle that hard work is intrinsically virtuosis are worthy of reward. Intrinsically. That doesn't even sound like a real word. That's the word I was stumped on for so long. And I still feel like I'm not pronouncing it right. But yeah, that's the definition that I could not say when I first recorded this. Hard work equals rewards. That's just crazy. It's not crazy. But you know what I mean? Like, it's even in the Google definition that you have to work hard. That's part of your worth ethic. So then that led me to a second Google question because you know I did my research ahead of time I know we're getting somewhere guys but I found the five characteristics of worth ethics and it is one reliable two dedicated three productive four cooperative sorry I kind of read my own handwriting again this is why I should type things out and five self-disciplined but like what if you don't have those five characteristics but you still have a good worth ethic like it's just it's weird like who decided that this is what worth ethic and good worth ethics were it blows my mind that we're so engraved to always be working always go 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 even when you look into these self-care habits going back to that like people are pushing that you work hard, that you're productive, you're up at 8 a.m., you're journaling, you're eating breakfast, going for a workout, eating lunch, doing this, doing that. And it's crazy how in order to be successful, you have to fit into a certain mold that society creates to you. And that kind of goes back to our social media episode about this idea of being perfect. Look at us tying in episodes this season. 
But it does. Like this idea that you have to be perfect. You have to have a good work ethic, a good work culture. And you should put your work before yourself is what a lot of people think and a lot of companies think. Like a lot of companies do not care about mental health which is crazy to me. Like, I even had, in school, I had professors that, like, didn't care sometimes. Other professors would be like, you know what? Your mental health is more important. Like, if you can't be here, don't come to class. It'll be okay. Going back, I think it was in high school, a teacher would give us a bad hair day, which meant, like, we didn't have to participate in class if we didn't want to that day. I think that actually might have been college. But somebody did a bad hair day, and I just thought that was so nice. Like, they got it. They understood. And that still sits with me. It's sad that I can't remember which professor it was because, like, it's morphing into three people right now. And I can't, like, pinpoint which one it was. But there was definitely a teacher, a professor that literally gave us that opportunity. And I thought that was so nice and so cool. Like, they understood it. And, like, it was more my dance classes that talked about this or, like, my movement classes at the college. But everybody was like, do not overwork yourself. Like, you're going to overwork yourself. Don't take every opportunity. Learn to say no. And then other professors were like, take every opportunity you can get. You never say no. Do this, do that, do this. And it's like, oh, it's so conflicting because half the world is like, yeah, self-care, take care of yourself. Know your boundaries. Say no. Like, it's okay. And then the other half is like, no, you got to work, 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 work. I'm sorry. I saw my opportunity and I definitely took it. It's not mean to quote the song. It was just, it was there. So the next time somebody questions your worth ethic, just know you're doing your best. If you can give your all to a job and also be able to take care of yourself at the same time, that's all you should ask of yourself. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Hey Guys, It's Meg. You can follow Hey Guys, It's Meg underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter for updates and good times. Come back next week where we talk about hobbies and collections and stuff like that. I'll see you all on the flip side. Peace out, Girl Scouts.